Coming up, we finally have Universal Mardi Gras details, and I would say they're whelming. They're not overwhelming. They're not underwhelming. They're just whelming. Also, we are going to give a little love to the now-closed Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. We're going to have a lot of fun on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, the one, the only, Rhino. Hello. Hello, Rhino. Thank you for joining me this week. How you doing? I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I hope you're not getting too sad thinking about Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone no longer being there. I feel like there's like a, I was I'm always sad thinking about Woody Woodpecker, but there's a video of me as like a little kid, like I, I'm talking like two years old or something like that, watching Woody Woodpecker cartoons. So it's like he's always been right here with me. Well, he can always be in your heart, but he cannot always be at Universal. I mean, he's on all the one year pins for the company. So there's there's that at least. But I, uh, that was going to be my question. Is he still like the mascot? Right. I mean, I have my one year pin hanging in front of me and I, I, I'll tell you what, like Kylie's already at 10 years. So she has the 10 year pin and I have the five year pin too. I'm not sure if they've updated the one year pin, but uh, he, he at least was for my time. Maybe they have, and I just haven't paid attention to any of them, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been the weirdest company mascot in my opinion, but what what else do you do? It it should be a minion now. Like that should be on the, Honestly, the one here. Yeah. yeah. But now Woody Woodpecker banana. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a banana is just kind of a bent one if you really think about it. So it makes sense. Oh man. A lot of nonsense here. But uh it's gonna be a good episode. Like I said, we're gonna talk about Woody Woodpecker's kid zone. We're talking about universal mardi gras because we have the details and not very exciting we're going to get to all of that in just a second but before we do i want to remind you this is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel if you like our content and you want to support us please book a vacation through dreams unlimited travel to universal orlando resort that is how we're able to keep the show going and keep all that information about universal coming to you And of course, you get to work with one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited travel agents. So if you want to get a free no-obligation quote on a Universal Orlando vacation, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for your free no-obligation quote. Rhino, before we get started on all of the news and stuff, I do want to give a follow-up to last week's show. I'm sure there's a lot of people who watched last week's show that did not... uh, will not be tuning into this one just because last week was the the big news one and this one's just kind of mediocre but uh i like a lot of times when we record on these like brand new things that happen like the last time we really have done that pretty much was with uh epic universe when that came out uh sometimes i don't spend enough time to like go over the details of concept art and stuff so i want to actually give you props because i threw out a lot of awful information during our 
recording of that where I was like, I think it could be this or that or that. And you're like, no, this one's definitely Trolls. And this <laughs> one, to me looking at it, it's definitely Shrek. And it's like, we we just recorded it way too quickly afterwards. And then also, I don't have a lot of information about DreamWorks, but I felt so stupid with so much of it. Like, we focused on the entrance and like the clear hotel that's there. And for some reason, I completely missed the fact that there's all these clouds around. So it should have been like hitting us over yeah. the head. Common the sense. Circle, like, oh, in the center, it's the DreamWorks yeah. logo. <laughs> I know it. And it just like was one of those things. We were so caught up in the moment because we recorded, we released it a day after we recorded it, but we recorded it like, an hour after the announcement and just did not have enough time to like really, really <laughs> pay attention to it. But, you know, obviously uh, at least I, we were both on the same page with the camp Cretaceous, but we were calling it camp Jurassic, but camp Cretaceous, I guess it's the yeah. name of the show, which I didn't realize that show on Netflix is a DreamWorks animated show. And that's how it's able to fit into oh. the park. Uh, and then obviously in the upper right hand corner, it does look, exactly like yeah i guess that does tie all together but the upper right hand corner like once you really look at it yeah you clearly do see where it transfers from the swamp to Duloc, and uh that's the the little spinner ride is clearly is clearly donkey's dragon in that and then in the bottom right hand corner yeah trolls i've only seen the first one and you know i i know all about it but to me trolls it's like i know they're popular they were popular in dreamworks destination there's the farting troll there's all this good stuff with it i don't i don't understand how trolls could make up for an entire land and even a kid's park it seems like it seems like a stretch for me but maybe i'm not hip to the to the kids of these days uh, i saw in the like uh, upper part where people think it's kind of like kung fu panda so totally get that understand that and then the one that i was thrown for a loop on the left like i know i said it was a lot of like oh that looks like central park and stuff and kind of in new york so if it was illumination maybe secret life of pets but then everyone pointed out like oh no that's that's madagascar and it's like i guess oh. i completely forgot about the plot of madagascar i forgot that they were like they were central park zoo animals yeah that then got on a plane and crashed in the island like i haven't i've only watched the first madagascar and it was a, a close family friend had a, a little kid all the way back when when it came out and i know we watched it over the at their house and that's my only only experience with madagascar besides seeing them at universal but i've just never taken the time to to do it even when i met them on a royal caribbean cruise one time everyone kept saying around like i like to move it move it i'm like what what are, why are you saying that i don't i don't understand the context behind any of this but uh so king i need julian. to do my homework on it what king julian i i, I, always, I know him I've i know the, the hippo too <laughs> yeah and david schwimmer the giraffe ben stiller was the voice of someone in it right the it's lion. Lion. ben stiller is yeah. the lion whose name i think is alex and then there's David Schwimmer's the giraffe. I think like Regina. I think it's who was in Miss Congeniality too. Which who was that? Was that Regina, Regina Hall? King. Was that Regina, Regina, Regina King. Hall? Okay, Regina Hall, Regina King. Oh, I God, don't I'm know. I, I just get their names mixed up all the time, and I'm like, I, um, I honest to God don't know if it's Regina Hall or Regina. King. I'm pretty sure it's Regina King, and Regina King is in. Miss Congeniality too. I'm not. Okay. I know that. I just mean I don't remember. I know it's who one was of the, the voice of Madagascar. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. I've uh, beyond but, only seen the first Madagascar movie. I've also never watched Miss Congeniality too. Armed and Beautiful. 
uh, armed and fabulous. fabulous so get know. your head See, out of your butt. I don't even know. I don't. I've never watched it. You know what? The first one was perfect. Why do I need to watch the second one? Um, because Shatner's in the second one too. Um. <laughs> oh. No. Okay. I'm way off. The voice of the hippo in Madagascar is someone named Andrea Knoll. Okay. So I I'm, mean, I'm just spreading false information everywhere there is. You really are. That was way off on there. Uh, unfortunately, I will leave this in the final recording. Uh, let's just be real. If it would have been made today, it probably would have been Kristen Shaw. So we can at least agree uh, yeah. on that. It feels like that would that would make a good voice for it. Um, she's a good voice for anything. I feel like she's always a solid bet. So it I makes agree. me happy. Um, but uh, you know, the voice of King Julian is, um, is, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I remember that. And Chris Rock is the zebra Marty. And I've I now officially that, yeah. pulled it up, but, um, Jada Pinkett Smith is the voice of Gloria. <laughs> okay. And that's the hippo. Nope. I think I'm wrong again. <laughs> I, you okay. Know, I, you know what? I'm going to go no, ahead yeah. and I'm, I'm going to call it. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do. A female lion at one point. Gloria is the hippo. It's Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. I think Regina King or is the, there in the second one, there's another zebra. And I think she might be the voice of the second, the zebra. Anyway, Ryan, this is, we're, I hope everyone we're enjoys put a this pin Madagascar podcast. <laughs> we're going to put a pin in it because none of this matters. I just wanted to say, I should have listened to you more during that last episode. We should have taken more time to actually look at that map. And I should have, I can't even say it to you because you were right on the money. We should have, I should have looked better into the map and really put together all the things. So I was, uh, I, I tried to respond nicely to all the comments that were pointed out, like, no, it's definitely this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, that's sometimes that's the problem of recording too quickly after. But we we wanted to get it out the next day and uh, we just we couldn't go back and just re-record it. That was not in the cards for us. So uh, very, very cool. So and a lot of people uh, said, you know what, we'll go and cover it for you in Texas when it opens up. So I appreciate all, all those compliments or not compliments. Those uh, those, uh, you know. Offers, yes, thank you. the The offer now streaming on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I, I appreciate all the offers on it. We'll have to see when it actually opens up down the line, and we will figure that out then. But let's talk about Mardi Gras. A lot of people are going to be coming into town for Mardi Gras. A lot of people probably on the fence about when they want to plan vacations based on the Mardi Gras concert lineup and. Here's the first shock for me with Mardi Gras. Was not expecting this at all. We know that Mardi Gras runs February 4th through April 16th, every night of the week. Uh, the only night that they're not doing the parade, I believe it's on March 31st. Uh, so every every other night, you'll have the parade, you'll have the food, you'll have the fun. That's all going on. Uh, but the concerts only happen on select weekend nights. And the big shock, unless there is truly something happening that they're they're not announcing yet uh they they put it right in the press release the complete concert lineup only has concerts going from february 4th through march 5th so the event is going to essentially run an entire month with no concerts on the dates after after march 5th which i i truly do not remember beyond the pandemic canceling mardi gras i don't remember a time where concerts didn't run the entire length of the event and that's um yeah that's that's 
it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And on top of that, too, I know just reading from like the Facebook annual pass holder group, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hot takes from all of the different uh, people that are being performers at the concert lineup this year. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of lost on some of them. I did do my research this time, so it's not going to be Rhino and I trying to figure out who they are as we go along. I can at least say what genre they're in and comfortably, and we can move forward with that. So, uh, Rhino, we can go over the theme, we can go over food, or we can just kick off with the concerts right now. What do you want to do? I think we should just talk about the concerts, since I feel like that's usually the like breadwinner, like the headliner um, sort of a thing. Also, because I want to talk about how I'm like not blown away by the lineup this year just yet. I don't know. Maybe remember years past, they've like announced people further into the event. So you think they're going to do that? No. Again? So no, here's the problem it. with that. Here's the problem with that. This says complete concert lineup. See below. Oh. It ends at March 5th. And the problem is on the before in those years, when you say they announce people, there are openings on there that say to be determined. Yeah. Oh, you're right. This ends. And it's so unless they say, okay, this is the first half of the lineup. And now here's the complete list for the second half. This is what we have for concerts. And which I, I, here's my problem. There's a lot of diversity in the artists that are performing. The one thing I think they're missing is they don't have like that. They don't have like that classic, like 70s, 80s band that's in here for the first time. No, I said a classic 70s or 80s band. She would be considered a like a 70s or 80s soul singer. And I'm not saying that is an insult to her. She's a different genre outside of like, oh, let's bring in Huey Lewis. So let's bring yeah. in Leonard Skinner. Let's bring in something the Beach Boys. of that variety. The Beach Boys in there. They're, mi- they're missing that completely. They don't have that this year. What they do have, as you said, on February 4th, we have Patti LaBelle. February 10th. It's Jake, but it's written out J V K E. Yes, his name is Jacob. Uh, he is a TikTok person that blew up. And He's got a song on the radio, right? Yeah, he sang that Golden Hour song. That's his yeah. song on the radio yep. right now. It's very popular. Yeah, I have not heard it, but I did look him up and I listened to little bits, and so definitely seems talented. February eleventh, we have the Goo Goo Dolls, which to me this is the standout concert as a. As a kid of yeah. the 90s and 2000s, this is the absolute standout concert. The only one that I'm really interested in seeing at all. But uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to go, but would be very excited to see Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, you Did know, you? It's, we all know them. They're the sound of the sound of the 90s, essentially. Hello, uh, City of Angels. Um, uh, you know, yeah. I don't, um, want the, I don't want the world to see me. I don't think um, they'd understand. Is it hear me or see me? I don't remember. I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand. Everything I think it's then he says, broke. I just want you to know who I am. I I own one album by the Google Dolls, which I do very much enjoy. It was one that came out like 2005 or six or something. I don't own any albums. I I have their their greatest hits added to my Apple Music, but. And I listened to that because I like the I like the one that I think might have been from like was it Treasure Planet? It was a I'll stay with you. No, that's the album I have. That's that. Yeah, that's I like the that one song. album I own. But it, yeah. I don't think that's from Treasure Planet because that album would have come out and while I worked at Borders. Hmm. Treasure Planet interesting came out in the nineties, didn't it? 
Mm, no. I got. Really? I, got I don't remember. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But, uh, but anyway, clearly we're all we know all of our movie facts very well. <laughs> this episode. So <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Did and you think, uh, did you well, think the thumbnail was wrong for the band when you looked at the picture? Because I sure did. I was like, "What's Steven Tyler's aunt doing in this photo?" I did not see the picture for it, so I cannot. I cannot confirm nor deny. Oh, I can't. It, I it like... didn't focus. Oh my gosh. I. I mean, I have. I'm not trying to make fun of people, that but was I was me. like, I didn't, I did not recognize, uh, I did not recognize them at all because we know what they look like. Cause that music video was on all the time, man. Yeah. He has oh, some no. cheekbones well, on him right. though. Let me tell you, you have to think about it. That has been, we're bordering on 20 years since city of angels, because I believe that was 95 or 96. So we are, we are getting very, very, uh, far. So Goo Goo Dolls, they sang, Okay, I was wrong. They sang I'm Still Here, and that was on the Treasure Planet soundtrack. City of Angels was 1998, by the way, too. Yeah. Iris. We're talking about the song Iris. And Treasure Planet was 2002. So, just to, just to go over all that. Not that it matters. Goo Goo Dolls. Spending way too much time on them. Uh, February 18th, <laughs> Marin Morris. And Marin Morris, from what I saw, is a uh, she is a country singer. But it didn't mm. sound like super country. It wasn't like, wasn't super twangy country from the songs that I listened to. It was very, uh, you know, it was almost wasn't as as pop as Taylor Swift was. But I don't know. She was kind of country back when she first started out. I would I would say it's kind of in that realm. Very very interesting. Would not go, but appreciate it. Uh, you need to throw in a little country into this. You want to have different genres. Uh, yeah, like February nineteenth. Like What's that? I just said I like that they they mixed it up and they had the different genres and stuff like that. Yeah. And the sure Goo Goo Dolls album I was talking about was Let Love In, released 2006. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. So a little bit after Treasure Planet in that way. Uh, on February 19th, <laughs> we have Willow, who, of course, is Willow Smith of the uh, <gasps> aforementioned already uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Gloria. <laughs> well, full circle. We are with full Will circle Smith. Here. Yeah. yeah. Uh I knew she was singing. I don't I don't know any of her stuff though, but I mean that's cool. It's it's seeing it being able to see one step away from Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Like that's cool. I'm not I don't need to make a joke <laughs> about how many times you said Jada Pinkett Smith in this episode. <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not making any jokes about that. And all controversy aside with Will Smith, I mean, at the end of the day, he was still he, he's one of the actors of, again, the 90s for us as we are. Oh, yeah, we're really reliving all those. I mean, it's it, it's, it's kind of cool, kind of cool, uh, not cool, but a band I listened to way too much <laughs> in the 2000s. Uh, February 25th, we have three doors down. So, if I go crazy, Ryan, would you still call me Superman? Would you call me Superman? Or, uh, my God, yeah. I feel like that song had to come out in, like, 2002 or something like that. And I think that's, like, for our, like, senior show, we all had to sing, like, uh, the, I don't know, it's like When I'm Gone, I think is the, yeah. is the song. Only when something. I'm here. And love me and only when, when I'm, I'm there. <laughs> only when I'm gone. Listen. Yeah. Oh, I loved Three Doors Down. Like uh, the first and second album, I listened to them very they often because a lot of hits. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's I, I went. Know. 
Yeah, and I went through that. That was like my first musical phase that I kind of went through. It was like it was soundtracks and the monkeys and like very random stuff. And then it was like, oh, I start. I think I like some of this stuff I'm seeing on VH1. And then I took a hard switch into uh, Blink 182 and pop punk. And was like, oh, this is this is what I like. This is what I like. And I will never forget. I was I was riding the bus one day listening to Blink 182 and everyone was making fun of me on the bus saying, like, I can't believe you're (laughs) listening to Blink 182 when you could be. Oh, God. What was the creed? At the time, it was like you could be oh, listening great. to someone like Creed. I thought and, you were say Nickelback. <laughs> it was it was definitely it was was pre Nickelback. This would have been right around like two thousand two ish. So no, it was right at the same time as their their um the that was two thousand four. It's too bad. It's too bad. It's no because they had the song in the first Spider Man movie, which came out in two thousand two, and they okay, already yeah, had, right. had a single. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how yeah, I remember. Th- That's how I remember. You know what? Spider Man. Yeah. You're right, 2000, 2001. So I, what yeah, a time I'm, I'm, for music, though. What a time. I was off on my years. So that would have been then, it would have been like around that. It would have been around like right around 2000, because I think Enema of the State came out in like 1998. So right right around there. And Creed, their yeah. hire came out around like 1999, 2000. So yeah, it was, it was, right, it was right in that. Yeah. And you're right. The Nickelback was 2001 with and how you And wasn't that video me. filmed at Universal, too? Is it that, that was one or one, from one the, the next videos. album, the My Sacrifice. That's the one where he was floating through all the flooded yes. streets. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Full circle again. Here we are. We're we still are. relevant we're, to Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's taking way too long, but we're still we're still getting there. <laughs> and then uh, March fourth, Sean Paul always comes back to Universal Mardi Gras. And then on March fifth, Lauren. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's I think it's like Daigle. Or Daigle, I'm not. I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation. I guess she's a Christian artist. So I, when I saw on like when the announcement went out, there was a lot of people on Facebook on the Universal Annual Passholders group that were very excited for her. But I, I'm just not aware. So cannot cannot say any more on that. So that's our concert lineup. Very short. And again, I just feel like it's missing. They they've got the new artist from today. They've got one classic one, but. Uh, I feel like they're still they're still missing a gap somewhere in here. There's just they they have they do have a diverse lineup in terms of the different artists that they're featuring, but I just feel like they're still they're missing they're missing at least one or two names that could bring me in. I don't care if they shorten the concert season. I don't care if it's it's it is shorter, but just I want like I want one other thing to it. That's that's all I, I would say about that. I just I feel like there isn't a headliner like a Kelly Clarkson we've seen there before. Adam Lambert, Neo. I don't you know like there isn't that like oh wow they got that one you know like well I don't know it, it feels like I don't have one this year. Here's the problem: what? Are we old? And that would be Willow or Jake. Is that the problem with it? Uh, yeah, you know. Um, so yes. I went to, I, I, this is a weird, I, I was at, I went to a comedy show this weekend and there was like a slideshow that was showing who they were getting at the improv in Orlando. And like, I don't know how many th- slides were that were like, they were listing like what you knew the person from. And it was the dude who was the cop, Phoebe's cop boyfriend on Friends is coming. Um, who's in a the million blonde shows. with the curly hair and yeah. The, who was on New the York wire accent. I think, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's coming and I was like, Oh yeah, I know him from everything, you know, all that stuff and whatever. 
And then like the next person was just like somebody who's just from like TikTok. And then they showed like a clip, like a highlight reel of, of the different people. And the one from TikTok, I was like, this is like a person who's funny in videos, not a performer, not a comedian, not a stand up comedian. And that's where I was like, I worry about stuff like that, where they're like, well, we've got the big get because they have 10 million views. And yeah. I'm sure there are incredibly talented people that they're going to find. But sometimes it feels a little like, I don't know. A wickedly talented, you'd say? Wickedly talented. <laughs> I gotta always resurrect that as much as we possibly can. So let's bounce around with other Mardi Gras details. So I think we covered the concerts enough. Uh, I, I think we have to go with what interests us more than anything else, because ultimately, yeah, this show is about what interests us, right? Um, yeah. So uh, we talked about what, what could Red Coconut Club become? Well, it is Ooh. at Universal City Walk, I should say. It is going to become the Cursed Coconut Club with more details to follow. But yes, the Cursed Coconut Club will be opening up there. If it's anything like the uh, Red and Green Coconut Club, it will be open, you know, yeah, maybe like days. every other day from only 10 o'clock until 1 o'clock at night and not allow you to ever go and actually experience it because it's never open. But I digress with that. Let's go. Let's bun- jump back into the park. And let's go over the parade theme as well as what to expect from Carnival and all that such. <sighs> okay, the parade theme. We have guests of all ages can dance along with high energy performers and catch beads by the handful during this year's spectacular bees? parade, which will bees? Beads. Bees? Beads. 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 Uh, the parade theme will showcase a new mythical realms of Mardi Gras theme inspired by fantastical creatures like dragons, phoenixes, unicorns, and more. I mean, they let's just look at Harry Potter because we're, we're covering dragons, we're covering phoenixes, unicorns. What what else is there? What else is there? The fluffy, the three-headed dog, will that be one? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I was hoping for it. So I know you're <laughs> hoping for we. It could be the centaur. Centaur. That's the the bull, right? The one that or like a, the bison head on the man's body. Which one's? What's the horse? No, a centaur is, that the horse? is a horse. That's a horse. That's yeah. The horse it's one. like the guy with the six pack, and then the, he's got the butt. Yeah. The what's butt. what's the one I'm thinking of? That's like the bison head, but on a man's body. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about because there was one that was in like Doctor Strange, and I cannot remember. It, it's yeah. um. I'll Google it. I'll look it up. It uh, it doesn't matter, but mythical realms of Mardi Gras. That will be the theme, which I, I like it. I like it. Mysticism, Mardi Gras, it all kind of fits together. And then, of course, those it'll be six floats of those and then six of the iconic normal floats that are there every year. You know, the riverboat, the gator. We talk about this every time with it. So, yeah, mythical realms of Mardi Gras. How fantastical. It, there's beasts, and you have to find out where to find them, Rhino. Yeah, to yeah, mythical beasts, fantastic beasts. Where to find them? Well, we'll grab our petticoats and our old luggage, and hopefully, we can do it mm. more successful. And we'll whisper about it the whole time. I like Harry Potter. I like, I like that. I like, I like, I like. I got a little stick I carry around in my pocket. Comes out and helps me. And then my little platypus steals change from homeless people. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, thank goodness most people don't like those movies. <laughs> no one can at least be like, 
stop insulting Eddie Redmayne. I love Fantastic Beasts. I mean, I know they're out there. I, I do. I, I, I'm okay with a couple of them, but uh, it's some weird choices being made there. Let's talk about food. Of course, food will be back. We have uh, carnival celebrations from New Orleans to Brazil to Belgium and beyond. I like that. I like that repetition of the bees there. Dip. That's really good stuff. Belgium. Yeah, they, they might. They might. Might have a Belgium dip. Uh, more than 50 tasting-sized items for guests to enjoy at this year's event. Uh, it'll be park-wide, of course. The kiosks will be all over the park instead of at, just in one specific area. And they mentioned a couple things like the classic crawfish boil, fluffy beignets, uh, shrimp ceviche tostada from Mexico. Uh, Rhino, I know you're a big fan of mafungo because you talked oh, about I it. I think mafungo. we got it last yeah. year. Well, yeah. can I? they're doing a mafungo flight inspired by Carnival Ponceño in Puerto Rico. I can't see the, I, I tried to look it up, but I can't, I can't look at the, I'm on the, I'm on the, that's what I'm looking down at is on my universal okay. app. Is it in that, is it in that release? Oh, I see the picture of the yeah. flight. I'm just talking about it in the, the press release ones. I mean, obviously there's way oh, more yeah. information with universal, but uh, going over the highlights that they wanted to hit with it. Mm. Uh, then, then this one sounds good. Indonesian black coconut rice pudding with mango. Sign me up for that. I love, that I love a good rice good pudding. It does. Yeah. For the first time ever, Universal's other parks are going to be featuring a limited <laughs> selection of Mardi Gras items. And those include gumbo, jambalaya, king cake, and more at Islands of Adventure, and muffalata longboard pizza at Volcano Bay. So you can oh. truly have Mardi Gras in the other locations, not just at Universal Studios Florida. And I do City like that. Walk, of course. I like that it's spreading out. I love the idea that they're, I love that idea that that bar is going to be a new thing like the tribute store where we're going to get like a new themed experience all the time. And hopefully there'll be some variations on the drinks again. Yep. And here let's talk about like cards because everyone wants to know about how can I save the most money doing this for a limited time. Guests can save $10 on the purchase of a universal Orlando resort food and beverage card to experience the savory flavors of Mardi Gras, which allows them to enjoy more for less by paying $65 for a $75 card. Annual and seasonal pass holders also receive special savings with the purchase of an exclusive $150 card for only $120. And the Universal Orlando Resort Food and Beverage Card is available for purchase at Mardi Gras food and beverage locations throughout Universal Studios Florida. So a great deal if you're an annual pass holder, being able to basically get $30 for free just by buying $150 in the card or, you know, just for anyone, you know, buying that $75 card up front, you basically save $10 off of it and you will use it all up. I mean, if you really want to try the food and drinks around Universal Mardi Gras, it'll go fast. It'll add up very quickly. So definitely, if you if you are coming to try to eat and drink your way around here, I would I would really look into that. That's my personal opinion on it. But Rhino, anything to say about the food there? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to try it all. I love, I, 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 I like what they did with the food for Halloween Horror Nights. So I look forward to being able to see how that kind of, I feel like we've said it over and over again. Universal keeps upping their food game. So I'm excited to see how they're going to deliver. 
I agree with that. And the last thing I want to mention on with Universal Mardi Gras uh, is the tribute store and merchandise, because while the merchandise doesn't really usually speak to Rhino or I, you still want to go through that theme tribute store. We knew it wasn't going to be in New York in the normal location this year and that it was moving to Hollywood. Uh, that is, of course, confirmed that Hollywood will be the space for the Mardi Gras tribute store that will store that will invite guests to an international jazz celebration that leads to the traditional alleyways of New Orleans and ultimately into a speakeasy where the Mardi Gras celebration continues. With the new store, guests can shop a new selection of Mardi Gras merch that ranges from apparel to accessories and collectibles. And uh, yeah, it's there will also be tasty treats there inspired by this year's celebration. So the new Mardi Gras store officially in Hollywood and is themed to that international jazz celebration with alleyways into a speakeasy. And I know if we were talking to our resident uh, Diz team member from New Orleans, Corey Martin, he would probably say, do not walk in an alleyway in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. (laughs) You will probably get stabbed and also it will be covered in pee and vomit. So I do believe in alleyway. Julie said the other day because they were advertising like, oh, you smell like Mardi Gras. Or no, it was... um, I, I saw what you're it talking was, about. It was on her Instagram story, but it was somebody, like, there's a flavored, uh, flavored, a scented um, body wash, and it said Mardi Gras. She was like, tell me you've never been to Mardi Gras, <laughs> like, you know, without saying you've never been to Mardi Gras. Yeah, where the scent. I mean, if it's a king cake scent, that's different. A complete different ball game. but uh, hey, I think. Native, yeah. get on it. We can. Um, complimentary to my eggnog deodorant maybe they will (laughs) maybe they will but i will say i picked up the uh i don't remember how it's pronounced but i think it's like van luvavin ice cream it's i'm completely butchering it but they're the ones who kind of like made waves a few years back with the the craft macaroni and cheese ice cream that they released they sell them in walmart's now like select uh, ones and they released a king cake one that i picked up Mm. and i'm very anxious to have it because I've bought the Bluebell King Cake before, and that that one's good. But I don't I'm interested in what a way more expensive, smaller pint craft version of a King Cake ice cream <laughs> tastes like. Could be good. Could be good. I love good King Cake. I will say that, but yeah, I, I do believe Corey was stabbed one time in a alleyway in Mardi Gras, if I remember correctly, and then he he lied to Julie about it. But I could be wrong about that. We'll have to see if he ever watches this. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the world like neither of them they'll send <laughs> everyone will send julie messages now and be like was your husband stabbed at mardi gras she's gonna be like what I, did you guys talk about on the show <laughs> we'll say uh les bon temps let the good les times rule bon universal mardi gras okay that is going to take us away from our conversation on mardi gras and lead us to our final conversation in this week's episode and that's just given a little bit of a send-off to woody woodpecker's kid zone that of course closed officially this past weekend had its final day of operation on sunday a very cold weekend for it to close on and one that i kind of regret i said you know what there's going to be a lot of people going in the last couple days i'm not going to crowd it let you know kids and families play in it one last time let anyone who didn't get a chance to go during the week a chance to get out there and see it and what ended up happening at least in like curious george goes to town is they were all treated to uh, 
spectacular views of the area because if you've never been there, most of Curious George area there is filled with water and water dumping over the place. And it's it's just a water haven. But because it was so cold, they had the water turned off so people could actually walk around and get good, good pictures and video of it. I'm like, ah, I'm jealous of that. I had to kind of work around the water when I was there. But uh, yeah, it, a very cold weekend for it to close, but it, not all of Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone closed, as we've been talking about over the past couple weeks. E.T. Adventure is still there. SpongeBob Store Pants is still there. The Kid Zone Pizza Company, which I'm sure will be renamed, is still there, as well as Animal Actors. That is that is there. Uh, but what did close was Fievel's Playland, the Shrek and Donkey meet and greet, the uh, of course, the DreamWorks Destination Character Dance Party and character meet and greet as well as woody woodpecker's nut house coaster and as i already mentioned curious george goes to town and this area just you know has not had a lot of updates over the year obviously when shrek got kicked out of production central they moved the meet and greet over to this area and it was definitely definitely a better location than that side alleyway was i know it made more sense exiting shrek 4d and seeing him right across the way but the meet and greet area in kid zone was definitely well done dreamworks destination took over from a day in the park with barney which you know we've we've been sad about that for years missing our mr peekaboo but really beyond that kid zone has kind of remained a relic of when it took over that entire land because before kid zone was there that was your location for where i believe it, it if I always remember correctly, I know it was the the Bates Motel, but I believe it was the Bates Motel from Psycho 4 specifically. The one yeah, that we it, all remember and love. Yeah, the the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, some people always go to the original, but uh, I'm, I'm a diehard person. They don't get it right until the sequels. All the time. They really, they really don't. And usually it's the later ones, too. It takes a while. I'm joking. I, I think there's a lot of people who actually have a respect for Psycho Four, so I don't want to. I don't want to. I insult believe them Anthony all. Perkins either wrote or directed that one too. It, we've already insulted people enough with Madagascar knowledge. Being I'm just going to make place. up facts about movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've Steven we've insulted Spielberg a lot of people. Spielberg broke his leg on set of of that movie. Now I did. Uh, <laughs> did you listen to the Smartless episode yet, though? Uh, yeah, I did. It was great. I liked it. I liked it I, a lot. There was a lot of good yeah. tidbits in there. I love yeah. the Indiana Jones one. I I had never known that fact before. I'm sure it's been published out there, but that was no. I me. thought I thought he had had shoulder surgery or something. I didn't know it was what they said. Tummy. Yeah. So for everyone to know, it's Smartless is a podcast hosted by Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and then Sean Hayes, and they just interview all of their friends. And when there's someone who has to come and plug something new, then they get on the show and they they're able to plug their projects. They just had Steven Spielberg on, and what we're talking about in particular is they asked about the comedy behind the scene in Indiana Jones first movie Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy's swinging the sword around and he just pulls out the gun and shoots him and apparently the reason why that happened the way it did is because Harrison Ford had uh, I can't remember the turista is what he called it yeah the, I think so. yeah the yeah. stomach flu from being filming on location and he's like I can give you one hour so they had to completely change the choreography of all of it and just make it him him shooting and they did four takes and that was it and that just spoiled one of the best moments of that episode but I still recommend you after you're done watching or listening to this go and listen to that episode it was very en enlightening and as much 
as I crap on Avatar too. I would listen to the James Cameron episode. Very, very I listened intriguing. to that one. It was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. So uh, that's your plug for, you know, more entertaining podcasts than ours. But than this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so back to KidZone, though. Uh, KidZone, I just feel like I wish I would have visited Universal as I was growing up because I, I'm, an American Tale 2, Five Old Goes West, was one of my absolute favorite movies as a kid. I loved, I loved that movie so much. And uh, the fact that this area would have kind of been suited for me would have been perfect because not only that, but I did... I, as much as we joked about Woody Woodpecker, I did grow up and was watching old cartoons like that, watching Woody Woodpecker and Popeye and and yeah. a lot of that. So, like, this area would have been perfect for me. I watched a little bit of Barney, but it was also, like, I recognized that I was probably too old to watch it. But at the same time, too, when you're a kid, you sometimes you'll just put on stuff and not turn it off and be, like, fascinated with it. And, man, is, is an adult going there and not having kids? Yeah, there's a lot of problems with it, but <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of problems with it. But I love that even in the last little bit of its life, they tried to they tried to rejuvenate it. Listen, Curious George as a play area was really cool, and I was watching people on that the final days of it using the all the the foam ball cannons and just shoot little kids with these foam balls. It, it was a fun area all the way in the back. Problem is, of course, you had to avoid the water, which they made routes where you, you, you wouldn't get wet to get to the, the, the ball pit and, and such. And it's not like a traditional ball pit, like, like what you would find at, uh, at like a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it's not that it's literally, it was a run around area with all these guns that you would then shoot balls at kids and it, it, a cool, cool part of it. But yeah, you had to go through the water to get to there. And like that that's a section while while Curious George might not be the most relevant thing, like that was a fun area. Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster was a great first coaster for kids that you know, you also have Flight of the Hippogriff over in and Harry Potter over in Islands of Adventure. So, you know, maybe maybe you don't need to, but I think you do. Yeah, I, I think I think a small coaster like that really is necessary in both parks. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have to have a park to park pass to be able to have relevant attractions for your kids and yeah beyond that i mean fivel a fun little playground area but obviously terribly outdated (laughs) unless you're someone like rhino or i that grew up loving that movie and also had kids but at the end of the day i also don't think kids necessarily cared about (laughs) the movies but uh you know updating it with dreamworks destination that was that was a, a cool little area that you could sit in grab some air conditioning see the characters have some fun uh I'm just excited to see what what's next for it. But do you have anything, any fond memories of KidZone in that way? Again, Rhino, we were way too old for it. But did yeah? Did you at least enjoy parts of the area? I mean, I did. I'm in the same way with you. It was nostalgic to see the Five stuff, and um, I always thought it was you know fun when the line went to Curious George because inevitably every year I make the joke because the water is like shooting up the curious's butt and i make a joke about the water being clear and you did do that oh he did not say that and i did did. and you know and i i'll miss those jokes and uh mr peekaboo i hope that you are um i hope that you've found peace and that you are somewhere um that respects your craft and um yeah i well he didn't die but i i just want to make sure you know uh, but yeah, I, I, it's one of those areas where I think like, I just look forward to seeing what they'll do and how they make it relevant. Now that, 
Universal owns so much animated properties that it didn't before. It'll be interesting because I think somebody posted online. It's got a bunch of like um, DreamWorks characters are all glued on the outside. Like, um, what's the one that Will Ferrell did the voice of with the brain? Big brain. Megamind. Megamind is on the outside of it. And then, you know, the the other characters do. Like, I think Kung Fu Panda and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that stuff's going to be in there, but. I mean, here's the deal. It kind of has to. As we know, the production central, at least the front part, where it's going to be the Minions-themed land, that's part of Illumination Avenue. And it would be weird to have, like, when you're a park that likes these different name name structures like that, it would make... It would make more sense to eventually one day have the goal of, you know, Transformers is sitting there being awkward or whatever. But as much of that area as possible, even if it goes into New York and takes over Jimmy Fallon, make that your illumination area. Just like it's plain and simple, even if you have to encroach in Hollywood in a little bit, like take over what room you need to make that illumination. And then, yeah, DreamWorks. It can borrow from stuff for the new park in Texas, but make kids own all of DreamWorks. You know, yes, I think we would all love for something Nintendo to be there, like was rumored for the longest time and could have actually came to fruition in that way. But I, I think, you know what, DreamWorks, DreamWorks isn't going anywhere. So give it a spot. Give it that spot. It's a perfect spot for it. Why yeah. not? And yeah. it, it only makes sense because we know Universal loves to just copy their attractions from parks to park. So you're you're getting ready to build a park in Texas uh, down the line and you're going to have attractions developed for that. Just use them in this area, too. Yes, it, it yeah. makes it a lot harder to justify like, oh, this is why you should go to this place versus that place. But again, the Frisco concept is more of a regional park meant for the people who live there, not necessarily for people to travel in. People still will travel in, uh, you know, even smaller parks. People still want to go to to Kennywood, where I was from in Pittsburgh, and they still want to go to Cedar Point or Kings Island, Kings Dominion, these smaller parks. But uh, it's it's more based around the people who live there. It's for their enjoyment and other people are just traveling in. So I yeah, I, 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 I don't care if it's just a copy, but I will say I, DreamWorks, go go crazy back there. Have fun. Have your area. Finally get your day in the sun beyond Shrek 4D. And you know what? Five hole, I, I, I will miss you. you. Went, I will so miss you. Straight to H-E double hockey sticks. Rhino, I have to ask a question. We haven't done a Universal Hall of Fame episode. I didn't think we could necessarily justify a full one on this one. That's why we tagged it on the end of Mardi Gras. In our fake Universal Hall of Fame that we haven't added anything to or nominated anything to in many years, because not a lot has really closed to do this in quite a while, do you think KidZone would end up in a Universal Hall of Fame? I honestly don't think so, because like I don't remember when KidZone came to be. I don't remember it there when I was a kid. I'm not saying it wasn't there. I mean, I think maybe the Psycho House would have been there, but I don't I don't have an active memory of it. And I'm not going to lie to you. In like 10 years, it'll be that thing where you're like, I remember the monkey because I always made the joke. But I until this moment, I kind of forgot about that Nutbuster co- nut house. What is it called? What the hell? Just move on. Just move on. Keep talking. Anyway, just keep talking. Woody Woodpecker's area, and then the five. Like there was, there wasn't anything like memorable. Although now I'm forever going to be embarrassed about that name and that thing. But um, I think it'll just be one of those like, oh, remember when there was like Barney in the park? You'd be like, what? Barney was in this park? You'd be like, yeah, there was like this thing they used to do, and this guy would emerge from a house. Um. But I, yeah, I, I don't, 
I, for me, I, I don't think there was necessarily anything innovative about it. And so therefore I think it becomes a little less memorable and becomes just like what it was, which was just like a play area playground. That's, I mean, that's how I feel too. Like, because we are looking at it as a full land, something that we don't, we never used to do when we would do the Hall of Fame episodes. It was individual attractions uh, with Kid Zone, though, because of the way it flowed, you know, and you're not going to nominate Barney to the Hall of Fame. You're not going to nominate Fievel's Playland, Curious George Goes to Town, or the Woody Woodpecker Nuthouse Coaster. Oh, Nuthouse. <laughs> um, Nuthouse, okay. because he's crazy. He's crazy in that way. You're not going to put oh. any of those in individually, nor animal actors. E.T we absolutely would a hundred times over and et technically was part of the land so that's where it makes it hard but even even though animal actors is staying like i i would even include it even if you throw animal actors in as a land it still is not hall of fame worthy i just hope whatever comes next from this is truly like truly that that something that we will talk about for years and and not a misstep i hope it's not a jimmy fallon or a fast and furious supercharge in that way i hope i hope it's it's it doesn't have to be the intensity of a velocicoaster i hope it it gets people wanting to go into this area like like some of the marquee things they've done in the past years and i want it as the full land not just one one thing i want it i want it to be a land that people say you know what that was a game changer when universal put that in they said yeah we have epic universe coming or epic universe is here but we still have to make sure that the original parks are taken care of and this was a perfect addition to it and that's and that's all i yeah. hope for it but kid zone you weren't it you lost it no. a long time but you were never it you just no. weren't no nope. yeah. overstayed you welcome yep uh, you should have been out for <laughs> for super nintendo world a long time ago but what wow what a different world we would have lived in if that would have actually ended up there or pokemon or any any of it any of it gosh the yeah. possibilities where things could have went but uh that's more like you know high class questions for dr seuss and that's over in seuss landing different park uh we're running out of time so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of course i want you to let me know however possible you know if you're a listener to this uh if you ever want to leave a rating and review you can throw in what you feel about kid zone in there or you can always you know find rhino and i on social media and let us know how you feel about kid zone there uh the best way to let us know though is in the youtube comments so for the watchers and even if you're a listener head over to youtube let us know know what you think about Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone or anything else that we talked about in this episode in the comments. And we are always happy to read them and, you know, reply when we can. We, we try our best. Sometimes I just don't know what to say. Like, I feel like it would be condescending if I would just say, like, thanks, exclamation point. Like, <laughs> then Because then you want to, like, change it up and you want to be like, some people I'll write thank you to. Some people I'll say thanks a lot, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like, I just oh, give them I only got the one word. The old sturdy thumbs up. Yeah, I it mean, that's like, why they hey, have the heart. I liked your comment. Thank you for the comment. It's yeah. like all in one. It's all inclusive. Listen, I, I'm awkward. That's the hard part. It's a, I, want, I want to write back to people. I just, sometimes I don't have the words to say. Does not does not come out of my mouth the way I wanted to, but uh, yeah. So definitely engage with us in all of those ways. And of course, if you want to support us, keep the lights on for this show. Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com to get that free no obligation quote on your next Universal vacation. Again, if you are watching this on YouTube, subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. Hit the thumbs up. And if you're a listener, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating re- and review. If you listen in a place that allows 
allows it. But Rhino, I want to say thanks for having this conversation with me. Oh, thank you for having Mm -hmm. me. And thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen and watch it. I hope you were entertained. I hope you were informed. And I hope you left this as, uh, I was going to say a better person, but I'll say I hope you left this. (laughs) I hope you left this uh, just as good as you were when you found this, if not better. That's it's a lot wordier, but it accurately describes. I don't want you to feel worse, but I don't necessarily need you to have that personal growth because then I'm afraid you will personally grow away from us in our our antics and shenanigans. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen and watch this, and we hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. <laughs> <laughs>